Make It, Don't Fake It is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Spokane, presented by Delish Hamburgers. Speak Spokane is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Spokane, and at their website, speakpodcasting.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. Welcome to the Make It, Don't Fake It podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Overdorf and Stephanie Bogue. On this show, we're going to be focusing on people that make a living being creative. Makers, artists, designers, and creatives of all kinds. We're going to be exploring what their stories are, their process, and how they approach and operate their business in order to financially support themselves. What inspires them the most? What keeps them going? And what fuels the fire when they are struggling? Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Make It Don't Fake It podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Stephanie. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Uh, this is episode two, and we're super excited to be here. And uh, we're going to start this one off with kind of catching up on what we've been up to the last week since our uh, last episode. And uh, Steph, why don't you go first? I'll hand it off to you. And what have you been doing? What's new? Yeah, the last few weeks, actually. I think it's been two or three weeks at least since we recorded the last one. And we talked about starting out with something that we're celebrating. That's right. Something like a goal we've accomplished uh, that we can just start this off in a good light. And so the celebration I'm going to share is that I was in Hawaii the last two weeks and I decided to purchase a ukulele. And okay. the reason this is a celebration. Are you going to learn how to play somewhere over the rainbow? Like, well, duh. <laughs> I know about the reason. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because my mom, it was my birthday and uh, on March 1st. And my mom reached out to me and said, hey, I have this great gift idea for you. I want to buy you a ukulele and you can pick it out. And just let me know like how much it was and I'll send you the money. So like this was her like super kind, loving gesture That's to awesome. like Sick. buy me a ukulele while I was in Hawaii. And, you know, I'm someone who's always been a huge supporter of music and a music lover. And going to see live music is one of my most favorite things in the world. And I never in my life have learned how to play an instrument I've never seen myself in that way of even being capable because, you know, you get to a certain age. I just turned 37, you know, and I'm like, how can I learn an instrument now? And so immediately I shut this idea down. I'm like, mm -hmm. mom, thank you. That is so sweet. But no, like I can't, I can't play a ukulele. I don't, I don't know how to read music. I don't know how to sing but the truth is, is I love singing. And every nice. time I've had a few too many drinks, like I end up going into the I've basement where you guys it. have been practiced turning on the microphone and singing my heart out. This is one of 
people closest to me know this about me, how much I love to sing. We, we've started like four bands <laughs> yeah, exactly. at like three o'clock in the morning in your basement. Yeah. And, what, remember uh, the one called Salami Pop? I was just trying to remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Salami Pop <laughs> is probably one of the sickest bands I've ever been in. Granted, it was it was only live for like two hours. Yeah. Um, but but, uh, but that it, was awesome. And I was, love uh, your singing, uh, your signature characteristic as the, uh, the Xena warrior. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's different every time, you yeah. know, because I don't know what I'm doing. So anyway, I immediately shot this idea down and then I started to feel like, gosh, this feels so ungrateful. You know, someone's trying to buy me a gift and I should just receive that gift. So, you know, I turned it around. And I said, you know what, mom, thank you so much. I'm going to go get myself one. And then I started to explore, like, why am I so opposed to even owning an instrument? You know, because I realized I see myself as someone who is definitely not a musician. And the idea of it intimidated me so much. So I was like, okay, I want to explore this more. And then in one day, I just turned all of that shit around and was like, why not me? Why not? I'm an artist in every other aspect of my life. I love to sing. I love music. I'm going to learn how to play the ukulele. I'm just deciding. So I went out, I, I picked one out and now I'm committed to it. So my celebration is that I made that shift from thinking I am not a musician to now I'm going to be a musician. Sick. Awesome. Well, congratulations. <laughs> starting with the uke and starting with singing my little songs on the uke. Have you, have you learned anything yet? Have you learned how to play anything? I learned four chords. <laughs> okay. Sick. And uh, I learned the words to some of the songs I want to learn. And I put together a playlist of the songs I want to learn. So that's, what, that's where I'm at right now. Eddie Vedder, he did an entire <laughs> album of ukulele songs. I'm going to check this out. I might be wrong. It might have been a banjo and then I think about it. I'm pretty sure it was a ukulele. <laughs> so how about you, Jason? What are you celebrating this week? Uh, I am also celebrating uh, acquiring a new thing to begin down a new endeavor. Uh, I bought a uh, I bought a camera last week. And uh, like not, not just like a point and shoot, like an actual like professional grade, like threw some cash at the issue and got <laughs> myself a legitimate camera. And... Um, it's been fucking blowing my mind ever since. <laughs> it's like, it's honestly like one of those things. It's like, wow. I mean, the so all the reason my photos have sucked this long is I just wasn't putting enough money into it. Um, <laughs> you know, to some degree, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's incredible that I bought this camera and um, it's kind of just opened up this whole new um, path of creativity that I've been looking for. It's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I've kind of felt like I've always had a decent eye for capturing like a good scene, mm-hmm. you know, but just never had equipment well enough to actually do it professionally or get the results that I really wanted. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, I talked to a bunch of photographer friends of mine and kind of told them what I was trying to do and what I was looking to get into. And they all pretty much, a lot of them were very helpful in like saying like, Oh no, you should go with this brand or you should get with this model. And like, you should get these kind of lenses or what are you going to shoot? You can do video too. Okay. You know, you should maybe get this one instead. And you know, really awesome photographer community here in Spokane that I, Mm -hmm. I I didn't realize how many friends I had that were photographers either. And so it was really cool. Reached out to all of them. And uh, so now I got this badass fancy camera. Um, Really don't even know how to use it. Uh, well, anything. you're still you're still in the faking it stage. <laughs> oh, I'm very, very but much faking it with the you, you, thing. 
like you made the decision to go towards the making it stage by investing in that purchase. So good yeah. for you. That's amazing. Yeah. And I could see your excitement. We're walking to speak studios today and Jason, it just has camera face the whole way here. He's just like got the camera over his face, taking, taking photos of everything. Taking pictures of buildings. <laughs> super signs. inspired. I love it. It's really cool to see. And your energy is super contagious about it. So I love it. Enough about us. Let's move on to our way more interesting, awesome guest, Joel Barber. Woo! Woo! What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so we are super excited. Sorry, I don't have the excitement that <laughs> Steph carries. It's just not in me. Joel don't apologize we're so happy to have you here and um, just to give a little introduction about Joel I actually pulled this off your website uh, thegreatpnw.com and it says born and raised in the PNW with no plans of ever leaving Joel founded the great PNW in 2013 when he couldn't find an apparel company that expressed his love for the northwest he spends most of his days brainstorming what's next for the company and constantly replying to emails with, sorry for the delayed reply. I love it. A graphic designer to his core, Joel oversees all, all creative that gets put out into the world. When not corralling everything at the office, Joel spends most of his time corralling three little munchkins who keep him equally as busy as the great PNW. I love it. So you guys can... Find out so much more about him at thegreatpnw.com. And that's funny, honestly, I didn't know that was on our website. <laughs> yeah, no Seriously? I had no idea. You yeah. didn't know that? I'm like, as you're reading it, I'm like, did I write that? I'm assuming <laughs> I must have, but it, I love this, this. This is this, it sounds crazy. But like, obviously, there must be, I know there's like a meet the team. Section yes, there is. Us. Yeah, I found it today. <laughs> yeah, it's probably buried. <laughs> Yeah, that's that funny. as you read, I'm like, gosh, would I now would I write that a little different? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I love this. Okay, so this is what people could first read about you when they go to your website. So this is great. So how how would you write it differently now? Like, what is it that you what basically what is it that you do? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah. You can, you Hold can on. just, I'm, I'm just yeah. if you, I'm going to just simmer on that one there. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, I mean, first awesome. of all, I just want to say, thanks big for, question, right? <laughs> thanks yeah. for coming on the show, what man. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. funny. We hung out for maybe 20 minutes before we actually got recording. Yeah. So we kind of already did like the, <laughs> the subtleties, but yeah, I love yeah. capturing that stuff on, yeah. on the show too. So yeah. thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. and, uh, dude, when we were, when I was trying to think of guests that we want to have on the show, it's like, dude, you kind of came to mind right away. Not only just because of, you know, your endeavors with your business. Who was, who was actually first on your mind? Who was like the first person you wanted on here? Because uh, I know I'm probably like a little bit down on the list. Guy. No, no, honestly. <laughs> well, we are in you the business of keeping well, it real, so, Joel. In all, so. in all fairness, really all fairness <laughs> I love it. the first person actually wanted on the show was Steph. <laughs> and then that turned into, it was like, fuck having her be a guest. You should also just be the co-host. Dope. But no, seriously, dude, like, you're like... I'm I'm kind of just going down the order on the which I wrote people down. Well, there was cool. there's the guy in Canada that you said. Oh, there's okay, yeah, there's a guy that owns uh, <laughs> Little King Leather Goods, and he's kind of my. That's uh, a cool name. Yeah, dude, he's a marketing so like, genius, like a prince. 
Huh? Like a kind of, yeah, yeah, a little, a little king, <laughs> a little king goods. And uh, he's a leather worker up in Vancouver, and uh, he's incredible, man. His leather work is awesome. He, it's a YouTube channel. His like uh, his photography and his cinematic stuff. And he's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's kind. You can never hear this, but I was like, he's kind of my hero right now. And so, ideally, at some point, want to get out of the region. Oh man, but, you could. I mean, not sorry to cut you off. You're but good. I, I'm assume you're aware of like Ben Fife. Oh, his leather stuff with West, I think it's called Westward, Westward Leather. Oh, Westward yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaking kills it. Like, where is it? Dude, this, this wallet. Ooh, you have a wallet this to is, show us? This I is, love it. Honestly, like if I, I should, it's funny because I texted him a little while ago. I'm like, I need a few of these wallets. If I ever lose that thing, like <laughs> I need to always it's have beautiful. one. Until, until I nice. die, I need to own one of those. And I don't, that thing, so that's a few years old and it's just. Wow. It's holding up really well. It's just so, and what, so the, the trouble that I've always had is just, it sounds silly, but like, you know, running a business, you have to have like business cards and personal cards and I've had mm-hmm. no way to differentiate, but he passed black leather. So it's oh, like so the two black colors. is business and the brown leather is just all my personal stuff. And like, that's been, I've, he's probably given me an extra week back in my life of not, <laughs> not fidgeting to find the right cards right. because of this wallet. And it's like, it's that's tight. so stout and just made amazing. He's just a really, really good dude. Um, mm. but yeah, dude, it was Westward Leather, I think it's Westward yeah. Leather. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually listening to look this guy up. But no, yeah. you were honestly Thank one of the that. first That's people awesome. that I thought about having on the show here. And, not, and like I said, not just because of your business, but also just because yeah. you're a fucking kick-ass dude, man. I've had a, <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting to know you. I mean, I've yeah. only known you, <clears throat> like, the first time I really met you is when you asked me to host the uh, the Rainier oh, yeah, release totally. party thing. Yeah, yeah. And which, which, you know, and that was like actually really cool um, first time interacting with you because you didn't know me. I mean, I don't know if yeah, you've no. seen me around town, <laughs> no. but like yeah. you met me one time yeah. when we did an introduction before it and Matt and Steph were kind of like, this is Jason. This is who we think you should have host this thing. Yeah. And you were just like, cool, dude, here's the reins. Like, yeah. and you didn't even know me and you let me kind of do that for you. Yeah, and totally. I was like, dude, this guy's willing to, this guy doesn't know me. He's going to put this much trust in me. Well, like, thanks for killing it. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. Yeah, and it actually it is what began me on my quest to end up at a podcast now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, last time we hung out, we were we were golfing, I think. Yeah, and, and, then, yeah, and then we started yeah. golfing, and yeah. uh, that's kind of where we've been hanging out lately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been trying to make it so yeah, – you guys are, you guys are yeah. still doing the golf tournament every Friday in, in the yeah. shop? Yeah, well, yeah, I know. That's why I sent you that photo. I moved your clubs out into the storage because <laughs> everybody's – like, it's gotten so intense – that everybody's bringing like their full golf club sets. Cause we had like, you know, uh, I guess a side that was just community golf club set. So everybody's using the community clubs, but then it's gotten so competitive. Everybody's has their clubs from home. There's like probably four or five golf bags oh my God. right next to the simulator now. <laughs> and I mean, there's, a, there's a closest to the pin tournament every single day. That's just an ongoing top 10 scoreboard. And yeah, it gets, uh, it's gotten like, it's not heated, but it's like everybody <laughs> wants to just score really good. It's, right. it's become like this, oh, casual break in the middle of the day to like, all right, but yeah, bring in. I'm not getting anything clothes. done until this I get to the like, top of it. This yeah. has become one of the things on your list of what you do now, because yeah. it's become oh. a thing. Well, the guy <laughs> swinging that thing, yeah, almost every morning, like, 
to give the know, listeners a little bit of a background, like yeah. what we're talking about here. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we kind of jumped yeah, right into I it. Are, and like, I yeah. actually so, have no idea about this golf thing. Okay. So Joel has, or you know, they have a golf simulator, like a professional. It's big, gnarly. It's, it's gnarly. It's a commercial awesome. grade, like commercial grade golf simulator. Like if you like, go out to so, Quest, it's that same one. Yeah. It's in our, it's in our so office. can you? You know, excuse my naivety here, but what is a golf simulator? It's okay. So, <laughs> so what it is is, um, so you got your green, right? Like you got the fake grass, astro turf, mm-hmm. and then in front of you is this big projector screen. Okay. Okay. And then there's these sensors. So then you swing oh, okay. and you hit the ball. Ball goes through the sensors, and got it can it. calculate what your speed is, what the trajectory oh, yes. is going to be, Thank you. and then it. I've like, seen it. Yeah. Then it <laughs> drops in on the camera. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, you know, I guess you've never really played one before, but they have one, yeah, it's like, like a legitimate one. Like real golf balls. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And, I uh, can see that being a, a really big priority feeling like when you're, oh, when you're dude. going to work and you're like, you know what? One of the most important things I have to accomplish <laughs> today is beating yesterday's score. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought for sure I was going to be in there more, but then COVID got real intense yeah. and you guys kind of, yeah, we've had to honestly just like shut the doors down, like lock the doors, everybody. Yeah. It's like employees only, you know, mm-hmm. because we actually, it's, it, I mean, it's, it was kind of crazy. Like I, I think I'm the only one in the office that ever got it. And nice. when I got okay. it, <laughs> you say nice. Well, I mean, nice, <laughs> nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. Glad you got no, it. it. It was, it was no, it was <laughs> nice. Isn't like you're the only one that yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah. Not the rest of the employees. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else has got it. But when I got it, it really like a handful of employees are like, I'm not coming to work till I can get a negative result. I, you know, so we kind of, and with the print shop in there, it like shut stuff down for a few days. And I was gone for a couple of weeks, like, and then I was like quarantine myself in my office. Just I would just I'd be the first one in, close it up. I'd wear a mask, but I'd walk out. Like it was, it was, it was just it was weird. Yeah. But, uh, but it's it's been good. But we've had to kind of close to most outside people coming and mm-hmm. going, um, even clients with the print shop and stuff. Um, but. Things it, are, it'll open back up. We can get more yeah. people in there. And stuff, I can't so. wait, man. Cause you guys really, so have what a, you're saying is this is open to the public. No, to use. no, 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 no. Or it would, it was no, at one time. Not okay. even, mostly just like friends. Oh, I used got to be it. Like, okay. Oh, anybody just come and hang out. And, got it. Yeah. Which I actually accidentally kind of, I was just like itching to have like, yeah, have some people. And so like last Friday, mm-hmm. I like put some on my Instagram story. I'm like, Hey, anybody <laughs> wants to come like, Oh have shit. Some beers and, golf. And, and then you have 50 people at the door ready. And to I go. was like, and my girlfriend's like, what, what, what are you, you can't, you understand like the COVID is still a thing. I'm like, I am an idiot. And I just, you know, take it down. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, it's kind of a, a closed circle thing for sure. You know? So we know um, that you like golf. So. Well, now what? we can kind of, as we're talking, about, well, we're talking about the shop. So yeah. now we're talking, so we can yeah. kind of, you know, I yeah, feel yeah. like it's a good little opening up to us. What all do you guys do there? I mean, what is. Wh- like if you were to read this bio that I read of you, which is so funny to me, like, you know, yeah. what, what is, what, what does Joel do now? If, if mean, you were to can, update that. It can literally be like, I don't need like a written out essay here. I mean, yeah. literally a bullet point list. List. Yeah. Hey, that's. That's a moving target. I mean, the answer to that question, <laughs> I love that. It's, it's, it's funny because sometimes it's hard to even put on paper, like as a business owner, the tasks, it's like, Oh, here's some big picture things I need to get 
Yeah. Like just say right now, there's uh we have a, a Rainier, the co- that collaboration, which the party, you know, you emceed. So we're doing that whole collaboration again, launches in May, but all the designs have to be done on Friday. So I know like on my list, you know, I got to write some copy for some emails. I got to do some Rainier designs, but things that are like, don't pertain to anybody is like, um, figuring out with all the COVID unemployment tax rate stuff, like mm-hmm. handling that stuff, paying invoices for billboards, figuring out, you know, stuff we have to reorder. Like we put a whole ton of stuff on sale on the site. It's like, I'm not going to put a list down for employees to be like, Oh, Joel's going to go make a list of like stuff. that's just like low inventory, you know, but those type of things kind of creep into my day to where like those take 30, 30, 40 minutes an hour. Mm-hmm. that easily it's like, Oh, half my day is just like kind of just keeping all the wheels spinning. Mm-hmm. Running uh, the business. Yeah. Running the business <laughs> you know, right? yeah. it's the, where it's like a lot of emails. So it's just, you know, even, even the, the fact like right now we're, we're looking at billboard stuff. So it's like the back and forth to even get that conversation going, um, you know, before we can even pick one out to buy it, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that um, just mm-hmm. takes time or even just, overseas sourcing stuff. Um, cause some, some accessory type stuff, you just can't, can't produce domestically and, uh, or it's extremely expensive to, um, or you can't do full custom. If you do it domestic, it'll be like, Oh, you can buy a, you can buy a blank, whatever it is and print your logo on it, you know? So, mm-hmm. so just handling the sourcing with also like broken English too takes some time, you know? Right. And yeah. They're yeah. on a tour. So talking like the materials, like, uh, like, you know, like the patches that go on your hats and stuff like that. Uh, that that's pretty straightforward. I mean, we get those, those produced, um, domestically from a company they're produced overseas, but I work with a, mm-hmm. a company in the U S but like, um, something as simple as like, we want to do a custom, like a little lanyard keychain, and it's got, you know, it's fully sublimated for the pattern and then it's, it's screen printed on both sides. And then we want a carabiner that has a bottle opener on it. There's no place that I can call domestically that will actually produce that. They have a source that can, so they'll, they'll middleman me. They'll, they'll up the price mm-hmm. to you two and a half percent or mm-hmm. uh, two and a half times. Um, Say two and a half percent. Yeah, not two and a half percent. Give it to him, man. What are you doing? Two hundred and fifty percent. You know, (laughs) so so instead of paying like three dollars for something, what's that math on that? Seven fifty or something. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, but it's like, oh, I can just go directly to the source and and do that myself. So you can find them and can actually communicate with them. Yeah. So like sometimes just my time is eaten up doing that stuff, and and really just having to like rack my brain with uh, what we have going on currently and where we're going six months, 12 months from now. And, uh, just all that stuff. So let me rephrase that then. Not maybe not so much as you as an individual. Yeah. What does, what does the company do? Give me like your basic. Oh yeah. Like like, let's pretend that some of our audience (laughs) hasn't actually been familiar. I mean, the truth is a lot of people are familiar with the great PNW, the great Pacific Northwest brand. Uh, but if they weren't familiar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's pretty simple. I mean, we yeah. we just create and design casual apparel for people who love the Northwest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and really design is our backbone of like what differentiates us from, I mean, it seems like every other day there's a small company popping up. It looks just like us. So they're ripping off, ripping off our designs, up, like just straight a hundred percent and printing them. And 
No kidding? Know, people uh, were biting oh, your designs that hard? That oh, the, one of the worst was I actually just drove to Lake Chelan where some fucking store was like making all this bootleg merch of our stuff. Oh my goodness. And, I, and one of our, somebody on Instagram like DM'd us and was like, um, hey, there's a store in Lake Chelan that's selling your stuff. And I, and I was like, I reply back like, oh no, we have a, cause we have one or two stores that sells our stuff there. And, mm -hmm. um, and she's like, no, look closer. And I like zoom in on the tag and it has like a Gildan tag on it and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> like holy crap, this is all. They were straight up even putting your logo yeah, on it like and everything. Printed. So I, wow. I just like, um, had a cease and desist, uh, from the, our IP lawyer at the time. And I was like, I'm just going to show up. Like, so I went, I, I like bought one of each and then I had the person ring me up. So at least I had them in my hand. And then I was like, Hey, is your, uh, is the owner here? I'm like, all, all that merch over there is all counterfeit. Like, and she's like, Oh no, but here's a number. So I called the dude. I'm like, Hey man, like basically explain. <laughs> so bold. I love I it. I just explained. I was like, dude, I'm going to go grab lunch. Like, I don't want to have lawyers involved. He's like, no, 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 no lawyers involved. No lawyers involved. So I'm like, I'm gonna get a bunch. I'll be back in a couple hours. Just have it boxed up because I'm taking it with me. And he's like, okay, sweet. Yeah, no problem. The dude didn't even have like the nerve to like be there himself. He, he honestly sent out like a 70 year old lady that like we sent his mom. Dude, honestly, it might've <laughs> oh, been. Oh like, goodness. Was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, all right. And I grabbed it. And then I was like, man, if I really wanted to be a dick, I could be like, yeah, how much of this stuff have you, have you, have you sold? sold? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so that, that there's only been a few instances where people straight up, like take the logo, the name, the brand and print it. A lot of times they'll just take a design. Mm -hmm. They'll take our logo off. Sometimes they don't even change the colors and they'll just print our designs because the thing is you can't trademark Mountains the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> like you can, yeah. you like, I finally, after a few years, it took a while, but like trademark upper left USA, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you cannot trade. I can't trademark the great PNW, um, name I, the, itself. The name, the logo and as a business I can, but I can't stop anybody from putting the great PNW on a shirt or right. a hat and people do. And it looks like shit. And I'm like, God, we're going to get confused with them. So in my mind says like, let's just, you know, Let's just keep getting as big as we can, as fast as we can. So that stuff is just overshadowed by us and people know it's bootleg. And, um, you know, so. it's a kind of a, there's kind of a couple of ways you can look at that too, because one that sucks. I mean, you've put all this time and effort to building this brand and, yeah. and this, you know, this company up and you know, the fact that you have that kind of reach out there that people want this stuff is great, you know, and it's got, it's so good that people are now are, biting it and yeah. ripping it off. Yeah. It's almost like that. Wow. Thanks. Fuck you. But thanks. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, that is, isn't there a saying that's like, you know, that's imitation, the, is, imitation the is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. And that's that, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, it, it is what it is. It's most just like, it's almost just comical and more than an annoyance. It's like, mm -hmm. man, what? like, I think the biggest thing is my fear is like, we're just going to get, mixed up somebody's gonna think we're putting out shitty design and yeah. me being a like my my i went to school i guess my back i guess my background yeah i guess my background is graphic design it's not business like i not yeah. have a business background right i've had to learn as i went but i'm a graphic designer so like to think somebody feels like oh 
the great PW put that out. It's like, fuck no, we did not put that out. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, so, uh, cause you have pride about your designs oh, totally, because that totally. is, well, that's what is, makes it. I mean, that's, the, yeah. that's like you said, anyone can put that on a t-shirt, yeah. but you guys have done it in a way that makes it look rad, you know? Yeah. You know, it's actually kind of funny talking about that too. Cause you know, I was, uh, so today when I was getting ready to leave the house to go do my running around and come do this, I wanted to, I was like trying to make sure I didn't wear anything that came <laughs> out of your shop, yeah. you know, cause I didn't want to be like, it's like going to go see a concert and wearing the t-shirt of the band you're you going to see. Hat, yeah, I hat. know I got the hat on because <laughs> that like, I have so much of your shit in my closet. Super fan right here. And, uh, well, that is just my favorite hat now too, but you know, it's just funny, man. Cause like I literally like, I was, this is like, oh, I love that shirt. I'll put that. Oh, fuck. That's one. Oh, that one's oh, What's too. funny is we did actually, we printed that one you're wearing. Oh, did yeah, you really? Yeah. Bison printing. So that's, that's the other army, you know, so bison printing that's in our building, you know, that's, right. that's our print shop, but we printed you that. Guys yeah. made that's one? a newer endeavor, right? Yeah. Having your yeah. own print shop. And so yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. And so what, what exactly is bison? So, so bison really, and I have to give all credit to, to Grayson, uh, Irvin, who, who runs that thing. Um, he, yeah, Grayson. Woo! Yeah, he, <laughs> shout out to Grayson. He kills it, and that whole team there, he, um, like Justin and Andy, who've been there from the start, and we have another guy, Nathan, um, who just started. Like the team is just killer, and like they just care about printing so much. Like, like I, I, I wish I cared about anything in my life as much <laughs> as Justin cares about just a just perfect screen print. That know? is so cool. Yeah. He is, it, once we brought over our printing in house, it, it was, it's just so efficient and we have the quality control. Mm -hmm. It's right there. It's like literally printed in our building instead of miles and miles away out in the yeah. valley, you know? So, so and yeah. And then it's cutting down on all of the middleman stuff you have to coordinate. Right. I assume like in of, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes and no. A, a lot less driving and loading up. Right. Like sometimes we, like we have this box van, like we would load that thing completely. We'd go to the print shop and load it up. Oh, I love that still, van. And you guys yeah. made it so pretty and yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. I haven't fired that thing up in a, a while, but, but yeah, so, I think just the efficiency of time. Like yeah. we'd go, we were, cause we'd print every single week. Mm -hmm. So I was driving out to the Valley every single week. Yeah. And that's a big um, deal. Yeah. Too. So I was like, Oh, let's just, put all the printing stuff here. And, um, but yeah, so Bison printing, there are like in-house print shop, but like we're, we're just like any other client to them, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, how'd that decision come to be to where, I mean, was he already doing that on his own? Then you guys just invited him into your space or did you guys start up that business together? Um, and then also if that's the case, what, what, what led that decision to have it be its own separate entity? Yeah. Yeah. So so I knew I was, I wanted to buy all the equipment and do it. It just penciled out. I'm like, I'm already building this new building. Let's mm -hmm. bring the printing house. And, um, and I just told Grace, I'm like, Hey, you want to start a print shop? He has no, no background in it, but, um, he didn't, like, have, any, he didn't have any background in it at all. No, very business mind. Like his, his dad, Rob, um, I golfed with him too. Yeah. 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 You know, Rob, <laughs> so, Rob, so, you know, he's just like very, just business dude, yeah, just totally. sealing the deals. Like ever since we were kids, the dude is just always traveling and like, so Grace has <laughs> been around and I knew he could do it successfully. I was like, Hey, you want to start a print shop? I'll, I'll give you the keys. I'll, I'll put everything in a place and it's yours. Like just 
just run it. This is your business. Like, and I'm going to, it's going to be great. Cause I'm going to have the efficiency of having you guys right here. And, uh, so yeah. And what's great is because the quality is like, they're, they're putting like any client that comes to Bison is getting the exact same service, whether it's headwear, hoodies, you know, whatever it is, as we're, as we're printing for the great PNW that's going into REI and zoomies, like it's, it's, I, I don't know how to say, it's just like, there's, there's no worries in the clients that we're right. not going to be able to produce something that's like as, mm-hmm. as best as we can. If you, you know? like the quality that you're, if they like the quality that your yeah. stuff's being printed on, they're getting that same, yeah. the same stuff. And that's awesome. Totally. You know, and that's, that's to buy some success a ton because <clears throat> so many clients will just come to us. And what's cool is because there is some like gray area, like even from a design standpoint, we do a lot of design for clients and that's like, and we do design at a level. It's like most print shops that they just, I don't know how to put this. Like, <laughs> not, not that like it's not rude, but it's like, I just yeah. know our team designs at a, a whole other level. And what's cool is now our clients know it too, because right. we design yeah. the merch and they sell more merch. Yeah. So it's really just like a win win. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's almost a selling point for bison too. It'd be like, well, Huge. you guys can get, you know, the design team that does the great P and W stuff on you help us help you with your stuff. It's exactly where I feel like yeah. a lot of other print shops, you know, I've been playing in bands yeah. since I was 15 years yeah, old. Yeah. And so I've been dealing with print shops and getting t-shirts yeah. made mm-hmm. for the last 20 years. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, they'll have, designers yeah. in quotation design marks. is secondary to printing 100%. whereas with you yeah, design is first yeah. and well and their design printing is just as important but totally. design is like the core principle that you've always operated yeah, from absolutely yeah the, the, well in my experience usually their designers will be able to design to be able to service your print uh meaning that like okay well shit you're you know you have all these different colors but never nothing's layered out you know what I mean? So they'll break everything yeah. down different layers and they'll, they'll help you design to the word they can actually print it. And that's about yeah, it. But yeah, they're not yeah. going to sit there and help you come up with ideas and, yeah. you know, a like quality a, professional design. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. I, I always use the analogy and I, and I, I use this with my business too, but you know, like with a tattoo, if you're going to custom tattoo, a lot of times I'll go into a shop, meet with an artist, be like, yeah. here's what I want. I, yeah. I want a, I want a clock with a banner over it that yeah. says this in it. <laughs> and I don't know exactly. How, and then you're like, okay, cool. And they'll take that idea and actually turn it into something yeah. tangible. And yeah. I feel like that's probably something you guys are able to do. Start to finish. Yeah. We, that's what we've been doing. It's like, they, they come so to us sick. with an idea and what's cool is like, uh, some of these companies, they want, a whole clothing line. Like, Oh, we, we want to do it. Mm. We've, we've always wanted to do one, but there's a lot of like, sorry, I say like a ton. You can edit all those. Likes <laughs> yeah, but if you have a tally, I probably said it like 50 times. Um, but well, we like you, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out too. <laughs> but, uh, they want like the full, Jeez. a full clothing line. And it's, um, really awesome because, all of our learnings from the great PNW for eight years is like, well, here's, here's where we source headwear. Here's how we do this. Here's how we do this, mm-hmm. this. And, and even breaking down, say they only want like 50, 50 shirts here, 50 shirts, this design, whatever it is, we can do the size breakdowns for them too, because what do you do arbitrarily just order 10, 10, 10 of every size, mm-hmm. but that's not how things sell. It's just yeah. not right. The, so we have all this data that says, here's, here's the, the most a more educated buy. So they're not sitting on a, Dude, a bunch so of larges. Or so you do consulting. Also, oh, you, 100%. You're like actually 
Like, okay, I have built a business from the ground up and here's what I've learned. So the value they have with going with you is that they also get consulting for how best to go about things. Oh, totally. I mean, there's, there's a handful of clients who they'll come to us and they want a design, but like, because my wheels are always spinning, like on a, like business wise, you know, as we start talking with these really just these small business owners and seeing what they're doing, you know, maybe they send us a logo and we'll just be like, you know, we, you really should, I know you want this design, but like, where did this logo come from? Cause you, you kind of need a new logo. Cause, we, and it's just a genuine, yeah. like, <laughs> we want to put you, get you out on the, the best foot. We've even had clients like, Hey, here's $5,000. Just give it, give me whatever. And like everybody at Bison is like, there's such, good stewards for all the clients mm-hmm. we could have easily been like oh yeah we'll just blow through this like that's like you don't need five thousand dollars for the merch you only need like two you know and here's how we can get there here's your goal let's get there with two and then you're sitting on three and then we'll replenish you know so um we we really from even just a business standpoint yes we print garments and stuff but there's a lot of honestly a lot of consulting that because mm-hmm. we'll sit down and just bs with like okay here's what you want for design just tell me more about your business and how's it growing and different things that, you know, you might not get with other print shops, I would assume. It's you crazy how, how much people it's don't, really cool. don't value that either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, I, I myself, that's something I struggled with for a long time was letting go of the reins on mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? So, you know, like my problem was always with my, with my former businesses. I just, it wasn't so much I didn't trust anyone else, but I just felt like so much responsibility oh, totally. was on me to, or, yeah. you know, like if these things got done wrong, if these things weren't done right. If the payroll yeah. is done wrong, yeah. if, you know, it all comes crashing down and that fear crippled it. So I just did everything in house by myself. Yeah. I was the guy. And I feel like a lot of first time small business owners when they yeah. get going have that same problem. Totally. I mean, I remember when I had a hire, I hired my first designer and I was just like, this is, I've designed 99% of everything that's ever come out for the last three years. And now I have to be okay with somebody else, like their mm-hmm. capabilities and just their efficiency. And- yeah. You know, that they're going to be able to design designs that are going to sell, you know, and it's, they're going to design different than me, you know? So I, I remember the first, I had to like kind of let that go. And I only designed like half of the line and um, Taylor at the time, he designed the other half. And um, just, and that's just kind of when I jokingly say I do emails all day, it's like, <laughs> honestly, like yeah. for me to find mm-hmm. time to design is maybe 10% of my year, which it, it used yeah. to be like 90. It used to yeah. be like, wow. a design, design, design market. Oh. And I wasn't doing a lot of logistics. I mean, mm-hmm. there was no payroll for the first like two years. It was right. just, I, I love this. Side, you this know? is a perfect segue into a question that is super interesting to us on this podcast because, you know, it it's called make it, don't fake it, right? So we're really interested in learning about, like, do you have a sense of what that moment was for you when you shifted from faking it to actually making it? And in terms of, like, we define making it as turning your passions into a paycheck and also we'll invite you to share what making it means to you. But you know, can you share with us what, what was, what is that moment for you where you really shifted from this being just a passion to being your thing? 
that actually yeah. is your career? You know, with given your definition of it, there is definitely, I mean, well, one moment is like, oh, the first, the first day I was on my own, I wasn't collecting a paycheck from seven two. like yeah. Nick and Tyler weren't writing so how, my paychecks How anymore. did that happen? Um, that, that was a pretty <laughs> definite moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so my son Davis, he was born pretty much as the company started in 2013. And, uh, he would have been, about, he was about two years old and him and I were just playing, playing in the backyard. And at this time, you know, um, I would wake up at five, work for a few hours on the great PNW, go, go to work at seven two, come home, uh, do dinner. Get, the get passion work. project was the PNW and mm-hmm. then you had a full-time job as a graphic designer yep. at the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I go do my day job, come home, you know, do dinner, get Davis down and then back at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just really, just told myself, you know, my, my mentality is like, fuck, I'm going to do both till it just breaks me. Like I, I totally capable. I can work two jobs. This is, this is nothing. Like what, what is waking up at five? Like you just, like, I'm not going to waste my time watching Netflix at night. I'm not going to, you know, I, and I love it. Like I love, love really kind of just, what is it to put this brand out in the world and create this thing that didn't exist? Like it was an idea in my head and I just got it out there and it was, I loved it, you know, so I didn't mind doing both. And I knew, you know, I knew I was going to do, do both till it, it broke me. And like, um, and I was in the backyard, I was playing with Davis and, you know, I, 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 I want to say, I feel like I cried pretty easily, but like <laughs> Davis, I don't know what it was. I don't know what was really on my mind, but I just remember him and I were playing and I just, just like started, I just broke down and I'm like crying. I'm like, I can't do it. That was like the moment, like, oh, mm-hmm. and I remember like consciously, I'm like, oh, I've told myself I'm going to do this till it breaks me. This is me breaking. <laughs> this is the Just breaking bro- point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the next, I think it was that Monday, you know, I met with Tyler and like. That was your she, employer at the That time? was my employer. Yeah. Tyler, which he, he's been my mentor, f- like even when I started it, cause we started on Kickstarter and he's helped me through. So he's still to this day. I mean, I was on the phone with him a couple days ago and, uh, he, uh, so I'm like, and I go in his office and I love my job. Like I loved my job at seven, two. I had so many of my friends working there at the time. And, uh, Wait, real quick. What is seven, two? So seven, two <laughs> is a, di- yeah, is a digital marketing agency here in town. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, you worked there with Matt. Yeah. Right? I worked there with Matt. Yeah. yeah so Stephanie's husband. Yep. Yeah. Husband. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like the guys like, Hey, we're Putting all friends. So together we all know each other. We all know everyone. the stories, but yeah. yeah. If I was just a listener, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, what is seven two? Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's probably easy to think. Oh, we know what the heck. Yeah. Uh, all right. So seven two is a, a design agency. Yeah. A, a digital design agency. And you were working there as a designer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you went back. So then your boss, mentor, friend. Yeah. So at the time he was really, he's just my boss, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he helped me with a, just help me ask a lot of the hard business questions that I didn't know. And, and you know, and I was like doing it on the side and stuff. And, um, but I just, I was like, I went to his office and I start bawling. I'm like, and I think he kind of knew, I'm like, Tyler, I have to, this is my two weeks. Like I could just get it out. And I was like, the great PW is just, it's, it's really taking off. And he just stood up and he comes and he just like, he's, 
just gives me a big hug. He's like, Aww. he's like, this is what we've wanted since <laughs> you started this. And I, I'll never like forget that. And whether he, he meant to say it that way or not, but he's like, you know, this is what we've wanted. I'm like, man, you really were rooting for me in my corner since I started this thing, So cool, you know? And, uh, you know, and, and another thing, just an offhand conversation I had with Nick, the other owner, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tyler has played more of a mentor role. Um, you know, I guess these last six years, the Nick, but still really close with him. And, um, but Nick said one time when I'd first started, he's like, well, what's like your one reason why, like, why mm-hmm. are you doing this? Yeah. And I, and at the time in the back of my head, this is my employer. And I'm like, because I want to do this full time, you know, and I'm like, I can't say that, <laughs> right? you know, cause I want to do this brand full time. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't, and I said, I don't really know. He's like, he goes, well, you, you better figure out that, that one reason why, because every decision you make leading up to that is going to be dictated by Mm -hmm. that one reason. Yeah. So that was like super heavy. And that was just like an offhand conversation you had like in passing. And I was like, Holy crap. Like, okay, what is my one, one reason I knew that milestone was I want to build this to a place where I can leave seven, two and financially be able to do it, you know? And, um, you know, and that, that was one thing I, I somewhat, regret is because I, you know, I could have left seven, two earlier, but I really had a lot of pride in myself. Like, I'm just going to take this on until it breaks me. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you hear a lot of stories where people have to kind of take that leap of like, oh, I didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come from, but I just mm-hmm. went all in on my yeah. passion. The, the thing is, you know, we were at that time, I think we, we did have some wholesale accounts, but it was most, mostly just e-commerce. So all, all those numbers are just very straightforward. We didn't do any advertising and, um, it was just very measurable. So mm-hmm. like it didn't, there wasn't like some huge financial risk for me leaving seven two. that. That was one thing I, I wish I could have been put, I would have put myself in a position to maybe struggle a little bit more <laughs> instead of just comfortably exiting. Granted, there's a whole other wild, like emotions with kind of being cut loose. Like, All right, you're on your own. Because mm-hmm. now I'm like, if, if I fuck this up, yeah, yeah, there is no, there is no paycheck. I'm giving yeah. myself this paycheck. Like I yes. have to make this work. And um, especially as a father, there's a yeah. whole nother layer oh, totally. of, of needing to succeed. I think, right? Because oh, the kids can fend for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, I mean, maybe, they are surprisingly maybe not, maybe resilient. Not. <laughs> Children are, dude. They they bounce. They they bounce. Yeah. <laughs> they're like <laughs> basketballs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I no, love uh, this. So, yep. Go okay. ahead. So Sorry. that, 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 that fear though, that analogy or not analogy, but that, that going out on your own, yeah. right. Leaving the nest. Yeah. You know, we talked about this on our last episode, but for me, uh, that's called the wild west. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, you know, so that was a big scary. I, I've, I've been through that moment as well. Cause yeah. you know, my first business, I was a general contractor. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I will, and I had some great mentors, guys that I worked for. And I'm kind of, kind of like similar to you. I, I still am in, I still reach out to those guys yeah. and, you know, pick their brains, ask questions. Hey, what do I do now that I've encountered this with my business? And, um, you know, so it's always great to have those, but that when you go out on your own that first time and it's, you know, you're the one calling the shots yeah. and ultimately if it doesn't work, if this project falls apart, if this new line fails, whatever it is. Yeah you're the guy holding the bag, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for me though, and like what really kept me going, maybe, maybe this was for you. But I found that so exhilarating and almost, yeah. that was almost where a lot of my passion came from. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like that. 
I got a kick out of it. I got a thrill yeah. out of it. It's scary that, as hell. That, that it's not that part's not super motivating for me. It's mostly like what's motivating for me is you know creating something much bigger than myself and mm-hmm. uh, and really thriving and doing the business side and the design side. But now it, it, the the one, I mean it, the one part I guess that is motivating, kind of in that same vein is not so much myself, but when I, I look at like all my employees, I'm like, fuck, like I work my ass off because I really want to provide a space and environment and a job for my friends to thrive in. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure like every day, every person that, I mean, obviously it's not every day, every, it's going to be fucking rainbows and sunshine, but like, <laughs> I, I want a majority of like 99% of the time, like People are, you're stoked to be at work. The, that the alternative is not nearly what they have in front of them, you know, and, um, how do we make a culture that's extremely laid back, but fuck, like we work really hard. Like everybody works really hard. Um, golf simulators, the golf simulators. <laughs> yeah, we gotta that's go- how you do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, so yeah, Joel, I feel yeah. like since I've known you, you really are the perfect example of what it means to be highly driven and successful and ambitious, but so laid back. And it's like this conundrum to me. Like how does someone. That's, I, <laughs> so Emily, what she says, she's like, you are the hardest working lazy person. I know. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That that's like, so funny. Thanks. Yeah. Cause she, she, see, what nobody sees is like, when I'm just like fucking drained from a day, <laughs> but I will say, I mean, one of the, one of the best parts of my day, honestly, is like driving to work. It's, I just put on my music and you know, it's, it's dark out and I'm just so excited. Because you get up so early. Dude, this guy's posting, this guy's yeah, throwing stuff on his Instagram story at <laughs> so early in the morning. I mean, it's, it's both inspirational and also just like ruins my day. Cause I'm like, dude, it's, I'm just now getting up. This guy's already been at work for three hours. But that's, God. that's, that's the difference. That's because it's all relative. Like, yeah, five o'clock used to feel really early to me because it wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. But after you do it and do it, then that's the norm. Now, if I wake up at four, like sometimes I do. Sometimes I just wake up at four and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do lay here and better to go get shit done. So I'll get up at four and, um, you know, but it's all relative. Like five o'clock isn't early if you do it every day. You sure. Know? Um, what time so, do you go to bed every night? Sometimes like 1130, you know, and that's, those suck, you know, <laughs> um, but typically, I mean, that's I should, a late night for you. Like super yeah, late night. That's late for me. Like if I see past midnight, um, <laughs> I, on the weekends, yeah, I'll stay up. But like when I have to, if I'm in bed, like 1130, I'm back up at my alarm's going off at five. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of it. Like when my alarm goes off at five, I'm not, I'm not just fucking happy as can be. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I literally, I just, I just mentioned like, put your feet on the ground, get your feet on the ground, get out, put, put your feet on the ground and stand up. And then once you stand up, then I'm good to go. But I it's like that. getting out of bed. But once you're up and moving. I love those directions because yeah. sometimes you know, someone who's doing something that people consider great, mm-hmm. you know, like I would say you're in that category for a lot of people. And to, to understand that, like, it's a simple series of steps to take. Oh, totally. And it starts with 
put your feet on the ground, when you can break down a great accomplishment, a great, a great legacy with these bite-sized steps, it can start to make sense to people how this is possible. Yeah. And, and exactly how you explain it is really how I approach, I mean, frick, everything is, <laughs> I love you it. know, with like goal setting, let's just say, mm, I don't know, what would be a goal? But we have to get a, a new clothing line out, right? Actually, we were going to ask you what your next goal is at the very end. Oh, just survive, so. honestly. Like, just, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, like every day that I just like wake up, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. Like, it sounds really lame, but it's like, I couldn't just be more happy to just be alive with the people that I yes. am. I'm not saying that I'm not an ambitious and want, you know, more out of life, but I will say I'm, I'm pretty damn content with just fucking being alive. And being Do you just, think yeah. that attitude actually lends to the level of success you've had? Um, it's, it's hard. Cause even, even success is very relative. You know, I, yeah, I, like I actually think, what, what, what is, you know, we're saying like make it versus fake it. Yeah. What is making it mean to you personally? Or do you even yeah. know, like no, how would you best define it? In my mind, there is, there is no making it. And it's, yeah. and it's because the only time you've actually, you can ever really succeed is if you're a happy person. Yeah. Like if you're not happy, mm-hmm. there's no level of financial. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, you could, you can go look and you have a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank, but you could be fucking miserable and, and not want to exist. There are plenty of billionaires who feel that way. Exactly. You know, so, so it's like, what is making it really? Uh, it's yeah, exactly. It's so happiness to, to me, like making it is like, if you're in a position where you feel like you're challenged and you thrive and in what you're doing every day and even better if you can do that for the people around you and support them in whatever their endeavor may be. Like I know not all my employees are going to want to live and die working for the great PNW. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be awesome. I would love it if I created a place that's like, yeah, let's just, let's mm-hmm. just do that till we're 95 years old. Right? <laughs> I love it. But like, if they want to start a business and want to do something else, like I start won't. a whole diaper line. Who knows? Yeah. By the trails. Might evolve yeah. with you, Joel. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like, well, I'm getting older. So we need some diapers. Yeah. So Get the new P and W colostomy <laughs> bag. All right. Sorry. That was too far. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, once again, so, yeah. Jason, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we keep so, going yeah. now, but I feel like you no, like start no. off on a roll and then we yeah. like. No, yeah. no, it's good. I mean, it's, I don't mind. It's like, fuck, that's every day, you know. Well, and you started on a thing. And I'm really curious. Yeah. I wanted you to <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. So you started going off about, you know, going off. You were just blabbering <laughs> about something. Tell me about the diapers. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, goal setting. Okay. So you're kind of, we we're talking yeah. about, you know, taking yes. steps. So you start the day off, but yeah. put your feet on the ground, you know, these small steps. Then you, I then you went that. into the goal. Okay. Setting. Yeah. So let, I'm let, really me, let me start there. So let, easy one. Okay. I, I, I want to be to work by five 30 because mm-hmm. then it gives me, you know, people start rolling in between eight and nine. So what's that? It gives me two and a half hours, three mm-hmm. hours of uninterrupted nothingness. And most other people aren't working there. So nobody's trying to like email me or text me or, there's no meetings mm-hmm. and I get some of my best work done in the morning. And it's also, I can work at a more leisurely pace and, yeah. mm-hmm. and 
truthfully, I have so many things on my plate. If I didn't work those extra hours, think about it. So if I get, let's just say low end, I get two extra hours every day. There's 10 fucking hours in a week that I got that somebody else didn't get. Um, so like when people say, I just don't have time. Yeah. I want to lose my fucking mind. I'm like, I have three kids and like, I have so many things going on. Like when people say they don't have time, it's like, well, you don't have the right priorities. How much of Game of Thrones have you watched or whatever it is? Exactly. You know, it's all about choices. People perceive not having time. That's, it's actually not true. Our reality is created by our mindset and you see, you see opportunity. You're like, I see an extra two and a half hours available to me. And that is the difference between someone who thinks they have time and someone who thinks they don't. It's simply shifting the perspective. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think that, you know, as far as success goes and creating a, a place in my life where I do feel happy and thriving is, you know, the goal setting. And then like Stephanie, your point is like, you gotta, it's, it's not always too, to my benefit, but I feel like I do look at things with rose colored glasses mm-hmm. and I do think, see things probably more over positive <laughs> than is reality. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully I have good people around me who will, will just snap me back into reality when I'm like, <laughs> you know, maybe feeling bad for somebody or their situation or whatever, or like I'm frustrated. And like, they bring a whole other, like just a very realist, like Grayson does it. He's a very much a realist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Thank God I have a voice of reason because <laughs> it isn't all fucking, it, it, the world isn't some super happy place, you know? And Well, um, it can be. Yeah. And we need people to <laughs> exist in all the spheres of what's actually there because all of it is real. It's just, yeah. you know, you're like, this is my reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and part of that is why you've been able to create what you've created. Yeah. And it's it, because you see the possibilities over always. the, over the, um, like the setbacks and the challenges. Oh, totally. I mean, I literally have like on, on my whiteboard in my office, it just, I can't remember where I heard the quote, uh, basically along the lines of it was like, I want to, I don't know. I don't think it was Mark Cuban. If it was, I think Mark Cuban was quoting somebody else, but it was, you know, take the worst thing that's ever happened to you and turn it into the, the best thing that's ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. think about like the worst thing. Yeah. That happened to you. How do you, how the hell do you spin that around? Yeah. But you can take that even as like some, some little setback how do you change that to like an opportunity? And I call um, them growth opportunities. Yeah. It, Every it, time true. something painful happens. Okay. What is this growth opportunity here to teach me? Oh, a hundred percent. And immediately you're lifted out of the drudgery of those emotions and you are empowered to solve the problem. Exactly. Cause think about it. If you were to stay <laughs> in that kind of negative, like, Oh, this happened to me. There is nothing. There is no, no good that's coming going to come out of that. Mm-hmm. Like for me, say we fuck something up. Cool. Done. Move on. I don't want to hear about it. We have a solution. <laughs> Let's just keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. There is no reason to fucking cry about this. You know, like that's that, a really yeah. interesting thing to touch on too, because for anyone who has a passion, they want to turn into a paycheck or, yeah. you know, this is the thing that holds people back is the fear of failure, the fear of the things gone wrong. So like, have you ever reached a point in your business where you felt like giving up, like something went so wrong? Have you ever had that experience so far where you felt like, 
oh, this is it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never had like a moment where I made such a big mistake that I um, was like, oh, this is, and do I fear, I sadly, you know, that like I fear failure. That's like a big motivator to me. And it's mm. probably something super deep from my childhood. You know, I have no idea, but like mm. the fear of failing at any, at any level, mm-hmm. big or small, mm-hmm. um, definitely, definitely is motivating, you know, so the, it fuels you. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't scare you out of not doing it it scares you into doing it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, there, there are times I really, I won't even pursue things that if I okay, have not, yeah. I don't just jump into things. Like sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's months sometimes it, to even, if I don't feel like I can succeed, like I don't even try. Like mm. I make sure that I do all the research to whatever, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, and even then even success, it's like, what maybe I just mentally have to like change the bar of what I think success is maybe for a certain, whatever that is. It's like, Oh, well, this is obtainable. We're not fully what maybe we originally talked about, but let's, let's go on. Okay. I can pursue that now. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, totally. um, That's one of my favorite things about, you know, us asking that question is, you know, what that when we ask you, you know, what that, you started off in a faking a stage, you know, and then and we're not yeah. saying like you're, everyone's a, you know, a, yeah. a, po- you know, a poser, but you know, just that whole, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but then yeah. the six, you know, you're now you're making it success. And what I love about that question is that, you know, it's kind of opens the floor to, to you to explain to us what that success level is. You know what I mean? Yeah. What that means for you. Uh, some people, you know, associate it with financial gains. From, and, a, from and, a business side. You, so sure. there's almost two, two sides that I answered. It's like, yeah, personally, there's success. And like to have a successful business, you have to be, your finances have to be in a good spot. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you just have an expensive hobby you're feeding and it's not a business. <laughs> sure, it's yeah. not a business. Yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. uh, do you know who uh, Jimmy Duresta is? Mm-hmm. Ever heard of him? All right. Yeah. So Jimmy Duresta, uh, another one of my heroes, uh, He he's a maker. <laughs> okay. He, he's yeah. kind of... Um, a lot of people will refer to this guy as he's kind of the godfather of the whole YouTube maker cool. video sensation thing. Just setting up a GoPro of him making yeah. something, plays it back, reco- plays it in fast speed. Cool. The guy's incredible, right? And he's brilliant. And he just has it's really just welcoming soul. I love this guy. But one of the things that he's always talking about is like, he doesn't really believe in failure, you know, Um, whether it be uh, with the business or as simple as like, I'm going to make a new leather journal. Right. And he's like, because no matter what you do financially, it could totally fail. It could be a time suck. You could have just wasted a bunch of time and resources and everything like that. And you didn't get the intended outcome that you wanted. And so now you're viewing that as, as a failure. Yeah. But what you did get out of it is that education. You got that experience. You got to learn all that kind of stuff. So even as a business, I mean, yeah, you could definitely sink yeah. the Titanic and, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. but the thing is you've learned a lot from it and you know, yeah, your personal side, okay, do you going to continue going to pick it back up and figure out not do that again and try and re get back up there again? Or totally, do you move yeah. on with your life? You, you learn from it and you never make that mistake again. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell too much cause it's way, way bigger issue. But like to your point of, did I think I was ever going to, did I do something ever right. lose a business? Like yeah. for the last three years I've been, which, you know, only people that are really close to me know, but like mm-hmm. I've been in a fucking battle with, a basic piece of paper I signed three years ago. Mm. And that was, um, this is really important for people to know because 
We, we believe the things that take us down are these certain things, right? And when you talk to people, it's like, it's this piece of paper I signed or this, this thing, this seemingly insignificant thing is yeah. the thing that takes people down. And oh, so it's so yeah. interesting to learn the truth of what are the real challenges. Well, I kind of remember and you hinting about something like this on yeah. social media a while ago. So what, yeah, what happened? Yeah, I mean, what that was it? over a year ago. So, um, man, a very... I don't know how to just like not go super, super deep. It's and not- it's up to your discretion <laughs> of how much you want to <laughs> yeah. share yeah. because sometimes it is like the thing that almost took me down is something I don't talk about anymore. And that could also be your answer. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's some of it. I mean, lo- long story. We, the last three years have just kind of been hell and they've, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, over a hundred grand spent in attorney's fees and shit. Wow. it's all, it all worked actually last week, last week. Wow. Got it all settled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. good. Are we celebrating right now? Is no, this we're, a... we're not celebrating. Oh, okay. Okay. No <laughs> well, we started celebrating. Yeah, Sorry. I know, I know. We're just so eager to celebrate anything. No, yeah. no, I know it's, it was just one of those things where we're like, damn, a like, disagreement went down. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, from somebody that I, really, uh, I just never thought it would happen. And it was, uh, Mm -hmm. so anyways, all that stuff settled, everything's fine, but there was definitely like, I, man, I've went through so many different lawyers and stuff this last few years, but I, I had an attorney who let Mm -hmm. me sign a piece of paper who had no, I had no reason signing. Mm. And even the next day I'm like, all right, can I go over all the, all the financials of all this and make sure we're all good. I know that's what we talked about in the meeting. And she was like, no, it's like set in stone. I'm like, right. are, you, are you, are you kidding So this me? is like a huge learning lesson. Oh, this, this is like why that, why that's written on my whiteboard. Like take the very worst thing that's ever happened to you mm-hmm. and turn it the best thing. So yeah. like, so what's um, the spin? So, so the kind of, the sp- the sp- I mean, it's gave me the such fucking thicker skin. Like it honestly, that's, I, I tell people at the office, I'm like, unless you fucking lost a finger or something that's irreplaceable. Well, hell, even a finger you can sew back on, but it's like. <laughs> If something, if something has a solution, I don't care if this building's burning down. If there's yeah. a solution, don't stress it. Don't stress mm-hmm. it. And there is, there's a point that. where I'm like, I have no I love solution that. to this crazy. I mean, it is like just You're stupid. entangled in something that is like seemingly it was unsolvable. It was a, like a, a, a business agreement gone crazy completely fucking South that mm-hmm. I never thought I would ever find myself. And I'm like, I started a little t-shirt company in the basement of my <laughs> house. And now we're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. like in so many attorneys and financial experts. Mm-hmm. And like, I would literally on a normal, like somehow they would just always happen on a Friday. It was like, I would just get hit with some documents from a lawyer. There's mm-hmm. some peanut. They're going through all my, all my personal, all my business expenses, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm like, I'm not, fucking hiding it. What, what do you guys want from me? And it mm-hmm. was, <clears throat> so when I was, st- uh, yeah. So anyways, fuck that, all that stuff is, it's not laughable yet, but it's like, right. like I just tell myself like, fuck, if I can get through that. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you, if you let me in there, man, let me into that story. I'll find the joke. Dude, dude I can feel you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're clearing your throat. There's like an energetic, like <laughs> fuck that shit happening oh. in your body where you're just dude. like, you know Honestly, what? I don't like, have I don't have enough middle I, fingers for some people that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of I don't want to say they put me through it, but like 
Do you think some of this happens like in this is something Jason and I talked about a little bit in the last podcast where I talked about my level of trust, like unwavering trust in other people and how, you know, it's like my way of being where I'm like willing to sign up for that risk in order to live in that truth of trust. Yeah. And how. Like, did that play into this for you where you were just like, I am like, I trust in the situation and, and, and it's like your nature of being that way. And the thing is like, I love your nature of being that way. And I believe it's created so much of this goodness for you. I will say some of the like rose colored glasses is what got me into that exactly um, yeah it, so that's, what, that's, I was harsh reality. Like, that's what, what i was interested to learn yeah, yeah. yeah i want to say like, oh that's a great that's great you have a positive outlook joel you assume the best in people right exactly yeah, yeah. but i couldn't tell you how much that it, it's but it's like whatever i i fucking went through it it's awesome i was, uh, you're still here you're still standing yeah right. and i'm like i'm super excited about all this stuff you know like we have moving forward we all i love stuff it so like so, through all yeah. the all the hardships you've been in your business like, cause I know also I've been to different talks you've done. I've heard some of the crazy shit that has gone yeah. down and I've been so inspired by all of how you have overcome each obstacle throughout the years. Yeah. So like through those challenges for you, like what makes it worth it? Oh, I mean, truthfully that I just get to be every day unapologetically myself like mm-hmm. beautiful <laughs> in, in some in some way you know i i learned how to be a designer and i was very 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 lucky and fortunate enough to work at dutch bros when i was 16 17 years old 17 probably and watch kevin parker i unknowingly to me that i was later in life going to start a business and i got to watch him start his very first Dutch Bros. Dude has like, what, nine or 10 now? And watch that. And by the time I, when I was a little kid, I watched my dad get up for work before I ever even woke up. Like if I heard the door shut and it woke me up out of bed, same thing, it was dark out when he went to work. And I'd run out and I'd say bye to him. So seeing that level of just commitment and work, and work ethic, like nine, nine to five wasn't like a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so watching that and then, working for Nick and Tyler and how successful they are. And then I was fortunate enough to travel with them a lot. And I got to see this side where it's like, they work so hard and it's easy. It's easy as an employee to watch him, you know, your boss back. Oh man, look at, look at all they have or their life. They're doing all this traveling. They're so lucky. It's so glamorous. It's so glamorous. They own the business, but it's like, you know, they're, they're more locked down than any employee. They, yes. they work harder. They work mm-hmm. longer hours. And so when I would hear people might complain about something at seven, two, I would, and this is when I was in play and I didn't even have, I would just lose my shit because I'd watch them work their asses off to keep people employed and give them jobs that they love, you know? Um, so I don't know. That was, I don't, I don't oh, know. It's off all, topic, but it's I don't all know. No, it's, um, all, it's all perspective. And, yeah. So know. I guess what keeps me going is like, I was fortunate enough to watch. Mm-hmm. I have this creative saying, I watch these people work really hard. And well, I got super lucky. There, there was a niche that I saw that didn't exist, and I just, like, mm-hmm. kind of went for it, you know? So 
I see it. I, I see you seeing it as luck. And I know we've talked about this before at Collective Campo. I yeah, don't know yeah. if you remember, you did yeah. a talk there and I was super inspired by it. But, you know, I really see. I always wanted to go to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More, you know, you, I really see you seeing it as luck. But also what I see it as is that you are able to notice the things that other people might not notice. So if a boss is like enjoying a vacation and they're feeling something about that, like, oh, they're not working hard, but you're noticing what it actually takes to energetically like hold the forest field for a hundred employees and to recognize what they're actually doing you were seeing their leadership through that lens. Totally. And it's because that's what you are aligned with. That's your reality. That's yeah. you are understanding things in a leadership level, which is why you like easily became a leader in this laid back way, which is yeah. fucking awesome. But that's because <laughs> of the way that you're seeing things, you're seeing everything for what it really is, what's possible you're seeing things through. Okay. We've had, I remember you telling this incredible story about the tags being messed oh, up, right? That at was collective like $20,000 mistake. Yes. Whoa. That was, that's honestly, when, besides signing those papers, that was the big, still yes. is like the biggest mistake I've ever made. That was one of it the sucks. most inspiring things <laughs> I've actually heard about how you handled that. I mean, I'll let you tell it. If- uh, long story short, we've been selling to REI for years. <laughs> um, randomly, I didn't, I didn't know this. We didn't put like where, what the contents were. Was it hundred percent cotton? Was it polyester or whatever? So then some, somebody in the store is like, what's in it? Red flag. They, and we had, you know, multiple seasons of stuff in these REIs. Some of them, some of them literally had like one shirt left on a sale rack from like a month. So, but then we also had this, a ton of shipment of brand new product in the store. None of our tags had this information. They, they pulled, I want to say it was close to like 5,000 garments. It, it was, it was, uh, I think it, it cost us about $20,000, I think to fix that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, cause we had to pay to ship there's 20 yeah. REIs in the Northwest. <laughs> Every pallets and pallets. Yeah. You know, it, they went out in pallets to their distribution. They went out to the stores and now they all have to come back and then they all have to be re-tagged with information then shipped and sent back to mm-hmm. all 20 oh REIs. Oh my God. It was uh, a f- fucking cluster. But I was like, okay, we have a solution. Here is a solution. Yes. This fucking blows. I would not, that I wasn't pissed about it. I mean, I, I was not happy. It, it sucked, but I could not dwell on it. Yeah. I would focus on the... Focus Found a solution, on the solution. And that's, that, and plan. That's, that's the thing too. With like, if, if money solves it, fuck, I wish money solved most every problem. If you can right. write a check and the problem's gone, money is the easiest thing in the world to come it's by. It's a piece of paper. It's like when people <laughs> stress about doing what they want for a living because they're worried about money, it's like, man, you see, we hand money out for free to people asking for it on the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mo- money isn't the real Currency. I think that's, that's if, oh if my people gosh, could understand, that. people can understand one thing. It's like the, you, you cannot base your decisions from the business side. You, you have to have the financials, right. But like, you can't dwell on like, oh, I'm going to make 
$10,000. I mean, actually when I went, I left, I was working in Coeur d'Alene when I came to 7-2 to work and I took like a $10,000 pay cut because I knew I'd be happier, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like 10 years ago. And I was like, I, yeah. I know I'll be happier not having to drive to Coeur d'Alene and I, I love, you, you know, everything 7-2 is doing. So it's, once you can understand that aspect mm-hmm. and you can thrive and do everything you, your, your heart desires that you, then you're a really happy human. You would hope you can get the business side down. It, that's, that's not a sure thing. You mm-hmm. can fucking crush at leather making, but you just don't have this side. You don't get it. It, it will take you a while and probably a lot of failures to figure that out. But if you keep learning, you could do it for a living, mm-hmm. but like it, it is no guarantee. Like there, there is that risk, but on the flip side, the win is like, you're happy. I'm not saying you're happy 24 seven, but like, yeah, I mean, you're I can, fulfilled in your life. A hundred percent. I can yeah. genuinely say like, I'm a happy person. Like not saying I wasn't happy before, but like there's a level of fulfillment, um, that I get from s- somehow mashing everything that is Joel into these businesses, you know, and it's, it's extremely enjoyable, I guess. You know, and I, and I That's so that. cool. You can't put a price on that, right? You cannot you can. put a price. You can, you can say can how much you? a business is worth. Maybe, yeah. maybe you can. Maybe. <laughs> All right. And then the other quick question I want to ask you, and then and then we're going to move on to the last segment. But Assuming, no, you can't. Mason, you got time? We, we, we hold. All right. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> Mason is the I love shit. this guy, man. Geek like, Studios, everyone. Mason. All right. Um, okay, so I'm sure you get asked this when you've been on other podcasts and stuff. You guys came on my radar <laughs> with the fucking bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I mean, is there a story? Like, was it, uh, like, what What was it? I mean, how did that it's come It's funny to because it? we have on our thing <laughs> to ask people what's the riskiest thing you've ever done, and immediately Jason and I looked at each other like it was the bears. Maybe but I don't we, know. we don't actually know that. We don't know Not that. Not riskiest, but. like in terms of your business, but it's like, yeah. oh, no, what was the story with the bears? And for yeah. those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> there's an image that you guys put out there of just two bears in the wild. A billboard they're size. There's two bears. Fucking. I mean, it doesn't say that they're, they're fucking. creating. Yeah. It's nature, dude. It just look. But anyways, yeah, we just, all know what's going on there, but. Yeah. So I, I designed it in a way that's like, it, it'll. It takes a second look, right? Like, oh, oh, there's bear- like it looks like two bears in a, a tree, you know. There's bears. And okay. you're like, oh god damn, those they're bears. on a date. Those okay. bears are fucking and <laughs> and truthfully, I mean, it really came about one because I'm stuck in a mental state of a 14 year old, and yes. I think that stuff's funny. And yes, that's why we're friends. <laughs> I knew that was it. <laughs> yeah. So that is the okay, ultimate I, way. I love this because people hold business owners on oh, this pedestal. Dude. Like you must be so much more mature than me. And it's like, oh. get to know Joel. Like he is like such a fun <laughs> loving dude. Just yeah. get to know him. Because I, right, so <laughs> I'll say it with the grain of salt. Cause honestly, there. Like there, I remember the, the, when the turning point, maybe 2018 or so, when I would get really stressed out about just going out, cause I like to freaking party as well as somebody else like going out, but I'm like, man, I can't go get fucking tanked and be stumbling around at like wherever with all my homies because I'm supposed to be seen in that. Like you're right. supposed to be that way. Yeah. So I will say I do sometimes when I'm like out in public, like I, I got to somehow 
reel it in a bit. Keep my shit together, but that's <laughs> right, so, short lived. But yeah, those, so the Bears, honestly, just because I'm extremely immature, <laughs> but the timing of it worked out because it was actually planned to be on a hat, which it later did go. I with, have the hat. Yeah. You got the hat. So, um, but the billboard company was like, hey, hey, you have a, you're, you're running a billboard in like a week or two. Like, we need the artwork. I was like, oh shit. So I just, I'm like, this will be funny. And I actually, <laughs> actually told a buddy of mine, I was like, Hey, I'm putting this on a billboard. <clears throat> I go, I bet it's going to be up for like a few weeks. It's going to get taken down. Cause I thought it was more subtle than it really was. Dude, that right. shit was not subtle. We'll, we'll it lasted a, 24 hours. It we'll was, put a picture of it. Can we put a picture of it on our oh, yeah. uh, Instagram? Oh yeah. So we can have some reference here. But. Yeah. It's easy to find. So then, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so it, it went up and it was there for like 24 hours and, uh, it, it, exploded dude i remember like, everyone was going there and taking pictures in front of oh, it yeah. and that's how i saw it yeah was first was people just posing and throwing yeah. pictures up on instagram and stuff yeah well it's funny because i knew that i knew it went up because um you guys know benji from treatment yes uh, so so they're right they're right over there where the billboard was and benji's like mm-hmm. dude he texts me says like noon he's like i just saw the guy from lamar put the billboard up and he had the <laughs> biggest <laughs> smile on his face <laughs> He goes, I can tell he's thinking, you're welcome, Spokane. <laughs> and I'm like, what? No way. So then one of our, our guys in the shipping department. <laughs> That's so funny. So Justin, who was doing our shipping, just, he had like fucked some stuff up and he was just so stressing about it. And I was like, hey, let's, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's, let's go get some coffee from Dutch Bros. Let's go downtown. <laughs> we'll walk up. We'll go check out this billboard. And dude, so we're walking back. We have coffees and there's some construction. So there's like cars backed up. And a, a perfect stranger rolls down his window and goes, hey, you guys see that billboard behind you? Those bears are fucking. <laughs> yeah. Oh and that's when I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> Holy crap, a stranger. And you guys see those bears are fucking. Just, yeah. A stranger just pointed out to you the own, your own art that you yeah. just put up. That, yeah. that must have felt so, how was long funny. was it? So how long was it up? I think like 24 hours. It got pulled down that fast? Yeah, because yeah. Lamar got a I call like that. that night or something. And it somebody said there was something to do. I doubt there's like some city council maybe, but they hit up somebody on like city council. was like, this thing has to go. Then they hit the general manager up at Lamar. He took it down immediately. But what was awesome is like, and this is- <laughs> The this, legacy lived on. This will forever rack my brain. Is like, what, what would have been better for Lamar as like a case study? that it got taken down or if he would have left it up because it went so nuts. I think in 2018, um, it was the, the most clicked commented shared Facebook post on all of crim the entire year of news. Oh my God. That was their number one, story. number one story. Holy That's shit. how immature we yeah. are as a society, everyone. <laughs> oh, I got some hate emails from some people. Oh my like, goodness. Joel Barber, you're what's wrong with America. Oh, I can't dude. believe it. Bears and, uh, making sweet love. Come yeah. on. What's wrong with that? Yeah. They're like, what are kids going to think? I'm like, the bears have sex. They're going to yeah. learn about the birds and the bees in the best possible yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that is cool. I mean, it did. It worked, man. It was perfect accidental, massive like ad campaign. Because honestly, dude. I didn't know about who you guys were until, <laughs> until that there happened, dude. And I was yeah. like, and I was like, what? And, and I like, I totally <laughs> fell into the whole like, you know, that's, ah, man, someone messed up. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like I just, yeah. At first I was like, was that on purpose? That's and what everybody asked. Every news station. Cause I was doing, was it an accident? Every, did you know what you're doing? I'm like, 
I'm like, yes, I'm yes. a graphic designer. <laughs> Everything is intentional. You know? Everything is a dick joke. Okay. Oh like, my gosh, totally. Yeah. So um, did, uh, did you get your? Did they refund your money for the billboard? No, they just threw a different billboard up. Oh, okay. Actually, it was funny because there was some weird, like a conspiracy. Like oh, some, wasn't some blog. there wasn't there two bears and a baby bear? Oh yeah, I did that. A, a, a I loved later. that. I drove by that and yeah. I thought, oh look, they made a baby. So yes, yeah, so then <laughs> yeah, so they threw up. Yeah, that was the thing. Because now was we had a whole genius. month. We had a whole month. That was genius. Not that yeah. wasn't that was not my idea. Buddy of mine's like, you should do this, and I'm like. There's no way I can get it up in time. That's it'll be relevant. And I should, you know, I, we put that up, and it's like more news stories. Like there's a baby bear. And I'm like, Jeez. oh, they made a baby. This is awesome. I'm like, sweet. Let's sell more t-shirts. I don't. Yeah. Know. It was know. so good. That's killer. Yeah, but yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, then we there was. It was during the time when we were doing some Rainier stuff too, and there was some blog posts of like, this is all like fueled by Rainier that it was going to be this shock thing, and then they put a Rainier billboard up, and I'm like. Well, that's just what they had still sitting down at their Lamar place. You know, it is. So it was kind of silly. But overall, it, it's still to this day. I mean, if you look at 2020's numbers, the number one selling <laughs> item we sold last year was a sticker of two bears fucking, you know. It's like, that's that's awesome. So, it's, Dude, I, I love so it. I, I got, you know, I hooked up. You gave me one of those shirts when I was golfing oh, with yeah. you guys last. And, uh, yeah, t- you know, Taylor Roth, but no. a good friend of, you know, everything. anyway, so him and I were in uh, – Overhouses this, uh, or no, Ugly Duck. We were an Ugly Duck, oh, yeah, which yeah. is a, uh, you know, they sell uh, doors, like used doors, rare doors. Like basically, they buy truckloads of jacked up doors sometimes and all this weird stuff. Yeah. And we're in there looking for a door for a project him and I are working on. And the sales guy who has a very heavy Russian accent, right? And I'm not going to do what I normally do, and that's impersonate <laughs> Russian accents because I've come to learn you shouldn't do that. Um, but, anyways, uh, he, he sees the shirt and he starts freaking out. And I'm thinking at first I thought he was pissed, right? Like offended. And he literally cannot get words out of his mouth. He's just, he's just making like sounds, right? And he pulls himself together a little bit. Oh, what? I almost did it. Yeah. He's like, what can I help you guys with? He's, oh, he's like, loses it again. He's like, and he grabs one of the girls. Like, and then it just got super inappropriate because he That's grabbed awesome. the secretary girl. He's like, it's you and your husband. Oh, it's God. you and your husband. You're the oh, bears. Wow. He's like, you oh, just God. got married. You're the bears. And oh, I was geez. like, wow, that is wildly inappropriate, man. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And like, he walks into the store and then like, he's like random, grabbing random customers. Jeez. And he's like, look at this guy's shirt. That's this awesome. is insane. <laughs> but um, anyways, that was, that's right. I love that shirt. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. That was killer. Yeah. We sell quite a few of those. Um, All right, Joel, we, uh, God, there's so many more stuff we want to talk to you about. Would you want to come uh, back another time in the future? Nah, nah yeah, good. pretty shitty time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I want to. I want to end on this question. What advice or wisdom do you oh. want to share with our listeners that desire to turn their passions into paychecks? That's easy. It's it's an easy answer, but it's it's a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, really. And it sounds cliche, but it's like, you see this stuff all over Instagram. If you want something you never had, you have to do something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. But you have to do that over and over and over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're setting a goal and you're not fucking stressed out about it, because not so much because you're just because you're, it's mentally like, you're just thinking about it all the time. Like whether you're excited or 
there should be, you know, some fear, stress involved, but like, if you're not, if it's not stretching you or making you sweat or making you uncomfortable, mm -hmm. then what in the hell kind of goal is that for you to grow as a person to ever even achieve something that you say you want? And that's the thing. A lot of this like fake Instagram CEO, I'm CEO of this. Mm -hmm. I'm entrepreneur. It's like, you're, you're CEO of a one, you're not a CEO of anything. You, you are a one person operation. <laughs> this is on the side. Mm -hmm. If you like, and there's a lot of that fake flex stuff, but like, yeah, no, if you really, really absolutely want to do your passion for a living, a lot of goal setting, a lot of working backwards, a lot of, um, honestly read, read the book, die empty by Todd Henry. Hmm. Read that book. Okay. You, you want like read die empty by Todd Henry that it's not some feel good book it is a very practical day day in, day out, here's what you need to do to thrive, be successful and mm -hmm. die empty, die absolutely exhausted as if all your hopes and dreams have been right. poured out into the world because the world they has were been, your fuel. And now the fuel is completely used up. Yeah. And that's how I feel at the end of yeah. every day. Like I, I feel so good and I'm just drained. I and, love it. And like there, there are days where it's like, I can sprint for like a few weeks, few weeks, few weeks. And then all of a sudden, Boom. I'm mm -hmm. like in bed at like six o'clock. I'm like, I have to, I have to, have to get <laughs> solid, like 12 hours of sleep and then yeah. I'm good to go. But you yeah. know, really make sure your, your, your one reason why is it a genuine one and, you know, have the financial stuff straight, but that is not the end goal. Yeah. It can't be because mm -hmm. once you achieve it, then what? Mm -hmm. you, you'll reach it. You, like I, I remember being a, my, setting a goal and being like, Oh, once I gross a million dollars in a yeah. year, I've, I've fucking made it. Mm -hmm. I've fucking made it. Mm -hmm. That day came and went and I didn't <laughs> even know it happened. I was, in, I was in such a, a bad spot in my life. Like I just wasn't overly happy, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, and that's just kind of the truth of it. So it's like, it, it everything's relative. It's not going to feel the way you think yeah. it does. So it, you have to love the process. You have to love the craft. You can't just be all about money, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the so. everyday experience of doing what you love is the million dollar budget. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Like that is yeah. what has to be motivating is love like it. loving what you do every single day. That's so well, awesome. That Joel, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I wanted you on the show because I thought your business is cool and you're a <laughs> rad dude. And like, outside of drinking beers and swinging <laughs> golf clubs, that's really all I've done with you. Yeah. Fuck dude. You got some serious notes of wisdom behind you, man. And oh, I good. really appreciate you coming on here and sharing that stuff. Yeah, and I really hope the people that listen to this, uh, you know, whether it be five people or 5,000 or 500,000, yeah. <laughs> however many people, like, five million. I really yeah, think yeah. that, uh, whoever listens to this, man, I think they're going to get some stuff out of this. Like, I know I have, I've written some things down that you said today that like, mm -hmm. shit, dude, you've actually answered questions that I've been asking myself. <laughs> yeah. So dude, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank like, you, I really yeah. appreciate that, dude. Yeah. All right, so this next segment that we do is called News Disco, and uh, we're just going to dive into it. And so I'll explain. It's pretty much what happens here is uh, we got some cheesy music that plays and a little intro to this thing, and you guys are all going to hear it in a second. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to dive into a story that is just some feel-good news, you know, just some positive things happening in the world, and uh, we're going to try and blast through it. Feel free to join into the conversation. Um, and Stephanie found us a killer story today. And so without further ado, here we go. News Disco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to News 
right, so. Yeah, so inspiration is happening right here in Spokane with Joel Barber and his amazing business. And we like to look on a global scale for stories about innovation and progress and people who have that creative entrepreneurial spirit and how they're turning their passions into paychecks. And this story I found, it really touched my heart. So when you look up this woman's YouTube video, the first thing she says is, let's turn trash into cash. Yes. And this woman is on to something. So I'm taking this news story from goodnewsnetwork.org and it goes like this. Kenyan woman's startup recycles plastic waste into bricks that are five times stronger than concrete. And it goes on to say, an absolutely brilliant young woman in Kenya has started a company manufacturing bricks from recycled plastic. And I'm going to do my best to pronounce awesome. her name and some of the other names in the article um, with a no disrespect if I am not pronouncing it perfectly, but I'm going to do my best. So, um... Nzabi Mate says she was tired of being on the sidelines while civil servants struggled against plastic waste in the capital city of Nairobi. So the materials engineer created a product that is five to seven times stronger than concrete. And she's the founder of Jenge Makers, which transforms plastic waste into durable building materials. She also designed the machines that manufacture the bricks in her factory. So basically she's collecting all of the plastic waste from local manufacturers and turning it into a, a highly useful brick that can be used to pave the landscape. What? And That's so awesome. she's mixing the plastic polymer uh, with sand to create these really dense bricks. And so she says there is waste they cannot process anymore. They cannot recycle. That is what we get. And the result is a line of versatile building materials pressed in pressed via hydraulic machine into different thicknesses that sell in a variety of colors that cost an average of 770 per square meter. So far, she's employed more than 110 people, helping to churn out about 1,500 bricks every single day. They have recycled about 20 metric tons of plastic waste since the company was founded in 2018. So this is an amazing example of someone having just an idea a passion for saving the environment. And, you know, <laughs> that's it. She started with an idea and a passion and turned that into a ton of money, a ton of success. And now she is a leader in sustainable innovation. And this is what we're talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. the great PNW brand is a brand that celebrates living in a beautiful place. And when I think of innovations like this, it's like, this is why this is important. Preserving nature, preserving that which we value. And innovations like this are, are a perfect example of turning our creative abilities into actual money. And it's right. like, the, all it takes is the choice. It takes the, the idea and then the choice mm -hmm. to follow through with it. And here's an example of someone a young woman in Kenya who has done just that. That's and a brilliant idea too. I mean, think about how much material is out there that she can pull from. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. there's a, there's a massive continent of plastic floating in the plastic Pacific ocean. Plastic waste. It's you know everywhere. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's awesome. All right. <laughs> Thank you for this week's, uh, news disco next week's on me. Um, <laughs> all right. 
Joel, uh, wrapping things up with you. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people find your products? More things about you. Uh, what kind of plugs do you want to put out there right now? This is your moment. <laughs> None. Can't find me. <laughs> Joel will be in a cave. I have Joel's cell phone number. If, uh, <laughs> yeah, just put it out. Yeah, for, just for the right amount of cash. You can also have Joel's cell phone number. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, products and stuff, you know, uh, thegreatpnw.com. Yes. Uh, Instagram's thegreatpnw. Yeah, for business stuff. Uh, Love it. Yeah. So cool. Thanks yeah. so much, Joel. And we have one final thing that we like to do to hold ourselves accountable to continue to keep making it. And that is goal setting, like you already touched on. So this is an opportunity for all of us to present live to our mm -hmm. huge audience here. Massive. <laughs> you know, massive. what is it that we're doing next? What are we working on? And... Well, it's, we're going to, we're going to hold ourselves accountable yeah. to this by well, announcing it, it, into the world. And it's kind of short term <laughs> based too. I yeah. mean, this is like, it's something, yeah. so like the beginning of the, the show, we step. talked about, you know, something positive we did last, you know, over the last week. So this yeah. is kind of for the week. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first, kick it off. All right. Sure, so, sure. and not to just keep it on the same topic, but I got that camera Yeah. and I want to be able to use it more than just to have a really expensive camera. I want to know what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of my photographer photographer friends turned me on to what's called the exposure triangle. Mm -hmm. And uh, my goal for this next week is to study that, research it, and just get a strong grasp on what the focus triangle is. Mm -hmm. Or exposure triangle, excuse me. I can't even pronounce it right. Mm -hmm. Exposure triangle, mastering that. That is my goal for the week. Uh, and I'll check in with you next week to let you know cool. how I did on that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so mine is, I ordered a canvas from Genie, Genie Canvases, which is really cool because um, it's a way that you can ship a canvas really uh, stealthily. So it comes in this tube. Uh, it's a six foot by four foot canvas, comes in a tube that's quite small. And you assemble it in your home, you paint it, and then you break it back down, you send it to the buyer and they reassemble it. There's a YouTube video for them, instructions of how to assemble. And that's how artists can ship large scale canvases awesome. to their buyers. So I'm trying this out for the first time. Uh, I have a customer in Vancouver, BC, and we're in Spokane, Washington right now, just so everyone knows. Um, and I am for the first time going to be trying this out. So I have the canvas, it's in a tube. And so my goal for before our next podcast is to put that canvas together and to start that painting because it's rather huge. And it's quite honestly intimidated me since it came in the mail. So nice. I, I'm going to tackle that. I think I saw it in your guys' basement. Yeah, I look forward to sharing with you guys how that's going. So thank you for holding me accountable. Yeah. I appreciate all of you. And how about you, Joel? You have a next step in your process of just kicking ass as an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, just like short term. Yeah, yeah short -term. a short term like, goal. What are you trying something. to do this week? Just, yeah, just get my in this feet on next the month, <laughs> the next month, you know, like even in the next few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, honestly, oh, man, I guess the the biggest thing would be, oh, that's a hard one. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to edit out this like long thinking process. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, You're making it worse. Because <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, talking about business stuff can get really boring. I mean, uh, it can be personal too, man. Like yeah. your own personal career. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd yeah. rather hear like what your next, what what's your goal? What's your next creative goal? Yeah. Uh, do you have a design that you've been kicking around in your head that you want to It doesn't have to be the in screen? the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it can be know, in always, the next year. Always try to like, you know, you want it, you want your next design to be like the best one you've done. But <laughs> I mean, you know, what's, what's been super good. And I've, I've done this before, but I mean, a few weeks in it, if you guys ever heard of keto, it's pretty trendy, mm-hmm. like diet, which is like very mm-hmm. low carbon sugars. Just, just doing that has been pretty, pretty good. So just, I guess goal, just cont- continuing, continuing that. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, another one of those things like, your your health is and happiness is more important than any any amount of money mm-hmm. you know so i mean I've yeah been, yeah i've just been dealing with a lot of i was in a motorcycle accident years ago and i mm-hmm. still deal with issues so yeah trying to get that stuff solved mm-hmm. through just more intentional exercise not just like going to the gym and like lifting but really functional mm-hmm. exercise I, um so th- those two things um yeah really i guess I kind of have like an April 30th goal, I guess is cool. what we're going for. So that, I, I guess love is just that. It's so important for sick. everyone yeah. to hear like for, from someone who's really by any, you know, by any measure has made it as an entrepreneur, you know, it's really cool and inspiring to me to hear that your biggest goals are personal life goals. Oh, for sure. Always, always. That is a testament to what really matters. And it's important for everyone to hear that. Yeah. And that's, that's what I tell everybody at the office. I'm like, if you have something happens outside of it, like that is so much more important than any, we're not saving lives here. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, to your point where you're talking about that dude is laughing about the shirt, like that, that is like, okay, we're not, nobody needs a t-shirt. Nobody needs a hat. <laughs> nobody needs a sticker. There, there's no need. Like, It's but, not life or death. No, yeah. but like if we're able to give a product that makes people's life um, better Enrich. in some way. You're putting that, yeah, you're putting that much Enrich joy out there. Yeah. Like they're, they're you're selling it. joy. I yeah, it, it helps them feel themselves like they're representing something that they feel true to them. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge win, you know. So I love yeah. it. I'm yeah. a walking dick joke. And so the fact that I get to wear a shirt with bears having sex on it, yeah, yeah. the fact that you've given me that gift. And I think you actually, I think you actually gave me that shirt too. I think it was a literal gift. And I just, it seriously, I, when I do laundry, I'm just like, <laughs> like I love it. It's like, seriously, awesome. it's so good. And in contrast, like I love that right now you're wearing the black lives matter shirt that your print shop printed, yeah. right. Yeah, and yeah. Designed yeah. by, something what 16 plus artists yeah, yeah. organized by train mm-hmm. like a, a super and I, and I meaningful this, project i bought this at from here oh sweet. Yeah. yeah and it's just so cool, cool that it's all come full circle that you know <laughs> the, yeah. we're talking about the bear's shirt and how funny that is and then you're sitting here wearing the shirt that is deeply meaningful to so many of us and yeah. your print shop just happened to print that and i think that's so cool and it shows the layers of depth that you bring because that's who you are. There's the layers of humor and then there's the much deeper layers of what's really important to you. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's why you are so successful because you resonate with people on all those levels. 
Thank awesome. You. All right, Joel, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, I absolutely. honestly can't wait to have you back on here. Uh, cool. <laughs> give it, like, I'm not, and I'm not even kidding about that. Like, I feel like there's, there's like, I had other questions that we hadn't gotten to yet, man. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have fun again on that. Um, Steph, is there anything else you need to add, or are we ready to sign off? I think that's it. Awesome. Guys, please uh, check out Speak Studios and everything that they're doing here. There's a lot of amazing podcasts coming out of here. Follow us on social media, both Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, we'll be on YouTube and, you know, just tell the people about this stuff and what we're doing here. And we'll let you guys know who's going to be on next time. Other than that, I, I think we're done. I think we're good. Yeah. Make it. Don't fake it, guys. Peace. Sweet. Uh, yep. Oh. oh, I forgot you were in head. you were wearing headphones and I just burped in your ears. So sorry. That was the 3D experience I did not want to have. Oh, God. It smells like soulful soups. Mm, beer cheddar soup.